Welcome to the Horns Up Half Hour, Cedar Hill ISD's podcast about scholars, staff, and community. Our guests will be individuals from the district and the community. This podcast is for anyone interested in expanding their knowledge of all things CHISD. Hello, this is Michael Sudhalter, um, host of the Horns Up Half Hour podcast. We have a very special podcast um, this, this month here. It's April 25th. And uh, April, if you don't know, is Autism Awareness Month. So we have the new um, executive director of special education. She's a Cedar Hill graduate, uh, Derricka Turner. And then we have uh, Cedar Hill council member, uh, Chad McCurdy here with us. So welcome you both to the podcast. It's great to have you on here for the first time. Thank you. Yeah, so uh, what we wanted to do is kind of have a conversation about Autism Awareness Month um, and what it means to this community and some of the things that the community does to um, support and recognize Autism Awareness Month. Well, I I think like, you know, like so many things, um, Autism Awareness Month really just brings to mind for everybody else uh, issues that a lot of people are living with and dealing with year round. Uh, The city, of course, we declared a, you know, April to be Autism Awareness Month, we, we uh, declared a proclamation uh, making that official in the, in the city of Cedar Hill. And, and, uh, but, you know, we you know, ha- take that, keep that in mind as we're looking at developing new facilities, new programs, and, and providing services all, all year round. So it, you know, Autism Awareness Month, it, it, it's, a, it's a great month because it allow it, it, it you know, puts it in the front of people's mind and, and gets people thinking about it uh, because there's lots of challenges that uh, families with, with children on the spectrum deal with and that people that are even high-functioning and on the spectrum, the challenges that they have in, in, in society. So it, it's, it's a great month. And I think it's a big deal um, with any other month. Of course, we have opportunities to spotlight any of those um, things as like autism awareness, breast cancer awareness month, but at the same time, um, it gives us an opportunity all year round to focus on some of the exceptionalities of our students with autism. And so I'm, I'm excited that we received the proclamation, but I'm also excited about the opportunity to partner with the community um, and the school district to make sure that year round, just like Mr. McCurdy said, we have facilities, we have um, events that are cognizant of some of those exceptionalities with students with um, autism. And I know you both um, look at this from different perspectives. You as a parent, council member, and then you as an educator. Um, but when do you think things kind of changed to where there was more awareness about autism and, and the autism community? I think it's kind of gradually happened o- over time. You know, when my I remember when my son was first diagnosed, he was two years old, and we noticed that he 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 started talking, developed a little bit of language, and then it was like he suddenly lost all the language that he had learned. And, and I remember at that time that um, you know doctors were you know they were you know saying that the rate of autism was you know that they were at least diagnosing was one in about 120 children that were born. Well, that number today is one in 54. Um, but I also, I meet lots of, of adults that, you know, and even, even I have some family members that, 
that you know I meet them and I talk to them and I just kind of smile and 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 you know and and nod and and I and I think to myself at the same time if if you were in school today growing up you mm -hmm. you would absolutely be on the spectrum you, yeah. you, you know because I I see a lot of those same you, you know uh, cognitive uh, quirks and and things I guess is what is is what you would say uh, that that uh, you know challenges that they've learned to cope with in their life but without the benefit of having you know uh, educators and, and and other support services that that our children have now and then from the school district standpoint or just from an education standpoint autism is a spectrum disorder so it does not have one significant look there are a wide variety um, of scholars who have different levels of what autism looks like so as more students um, receive that eligibility from the younger to now, you know, in adulthood. There are different quirks and, and things of that nature that we're starting to see. And it's not as where we'll have a student who's in a more restrictive environment. Now those, our, those scholars are mainstream. They're in the, um, in the general education setting. We have students who are attending school in, in the collegiate pathway. So it doesn't have a significant characteristic like this is just one box so now as a community and as an education system we have to look at it globally and right. so bringing more attention um, to it because the different characteristics of how um, you're able to support and engage with scholars with autism looks different across the board so with that said and understanding like that it is such a spectrum how do you approach that in your, your new position as executive director of special education? So we do, like I said, we do have um, scholars with an eligibility for autism in our most restrictive environment, which would be a life skill setting. But we also have our scholars in mainstream. And so the way you provide services for those scholars looks totally different. Um, so when we look at planning art meetings and having writing IEPs, we're really looking to ensure that the services that we provide for that scholar is indicative of the specific needs that they have as a scholar. That's why we have individualized education plans. Each student um, needs a different recipe for success. Um, so my goal um, is to ensure that we train our staff members, not just our special education teachers, but our general education teachers, as well as our campus administrators on how to provide support for students with autism and what that looks like across the board. Um, one of the things that we started last year was we have a, um, with our LSSP, we were able to provide an intensive autism training. Um, and the teachers were able to go through a self-paced training and we piloted on a few campuses. Um, but now we want to make sure that it's available to any um, teacher who supports a student with autism so that they are able to see the characteristics um, and then develop strategies on how to support that student. Okay. And anything you'd like to add, Councilmember? Well, you know, I have a son that's, of course, that's on the spectrum, man. That is in in the district, and and so we we've worked with the with the members of the district and with the teachers for 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 a long time. Um, you know, Miss Miss Turner is new, and so we're 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 glad to have her and her 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 leadership. Uh, you know, for the the SPED department in the district. You know, you think about the last couple of years and how challenging it's been for for other students 
for your for your mainstream students um, that don't have you know special learning uh, you know challenges and you know that's it, it's only amplified for a lot of those a lot of those students and and so they're, they're they have they have special abilities or special needs as it relates to education so it's it's been an especially challenging time um, I think it's been especially challenging for the teachers in the in the skills department because um, they haven't been able to interact with the kids uh, the last couple of years the way they they were uh, previously and and so uh, you know it's uh, I think it's it's almost like going to be like rebuilding uh, the program here as we get back into our, the normal flow of education. So one thing I wanted to ask both of you is um, on television there seems to be more representation of, of people in the autism community. I know I'll just talk about two shows. I know one is called The Good Doctor and then of course there was a show um, called Atypical <clears throat> and on one hand it seems like it's good that there's this representation but at other times it's like maybe people can draw um, say, oh, that's that's not what it looks like, or that's not what it looks like for everyone. Mm -hmm. um, what do you all think about like the the fact that there are more characters with autism that are on television now? I think it's a good idea to have representation um, out on on television and and through social media and things of that nature. But I also think it's important that um, we're able to be cognizant that autism does not have just one way so there are several different TV shows I know I watched love on the spectrum um, it was a Netflix series and right. even yeah. on that series you know each one of the individuals um, were different and unique in their own way and so the way they communicated and what they needed they were able to articulate and I think that's what I take from um, TV shows or any type of platform where you have um, students on the spectrum or adults on the spectrum is do I really hear their voice and how they are wanting to show up in the world um, and I just think that's important for our children in general you know you have a unique ability and everything about you is uniquely you so how do you want that to show up in the world I think it's important that we highlight it and we bring awareness to it um, but as long as there's a focus on them being able to share their voice Yeah, there's a lot of um, you know even corporations outside of you know the uh, television shows where where they're currently uh, you know providing you know and, and highlighting you know, people with special needs there's a lot of corporations now that are hiring people with special needs um, you know in different environments manufacturing uh, Home Depot had a program called Ken's kids uh, you know and the, the things that maybe makes it difficult for them to function in certain environments can make it ideal for them to function in others you know because they have maybe they have an, you know they get keenly focused on a specific thing and you know like in, in quality control they can instantly spot something coming down the line that is not like everything else mm -hmm. um, you, you know and which is exactly what you're looking for in quality control what 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 do we need to pull out of here and and so there's certain there's certain you know functions that uh, you know depending upon what their what their ability is that it, it almost becomes like a superpower in in, in some instances. Yeah. So what about in terms of I know last year there was the um, 
it was autism awareness like celebration at the Elk and Lewis Center. And I know this year was, you know, a time of transition to where you recently were um, accepted the position. But is that something that we could see like similar celebrations come back in future years? Absolutely. I would like to um, and continue celebrating all of our diverse um, students in the entire department. We have a very diverse um, group of students. And so I think that because we have um, autism awareness and we have the proclamation from the city that it's important that we bring um, awareness to it by partnering with the community and having our families come out. Last year was a, um, a small, um, small group and I think that as we grow and we communicate and we send things out to our parents and our families that when we have events like that, it'll be well attended. Um, it was a great collaboration with our fire and police department. Um, and so I think that next year we have an opportunity to really get out of front of planning and have an opportunity to truly do some um, collaboration and, and bring awareness generally. Okay. And I know in the show, um, your typical, there was a scene, and then I researched it later to, to see that this actually like happens. There was a scene of like a misunderstanding where an individual with autism um, it was got pulled over and the officer was asking her questions and it was just a kind of a misunderstanding miscommunication so late not to I don't want to spoil the show for people who <laughs> watch it I know it's been out a little while but the, yeah so the father of, of this um, he was a high school student um, he was like the father was actually a paramedic and he worked with his contacts through law enforcement on that show to kind of create a training so that they know, um, you know, things to look for if they pull over someone who is, um, who has autism. So as, as a city council member, is there something that you've been able to work on with like public safety as far as things like that? Uh, we actually have a program called, uh, the acronym for it is HOME, okay. which is Helping Our Missing and Endangered. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a free registration program. Uh, where you can, I was actually, I was just pulling that up. It, it's uh, a free registration program designed to assist law enforcement to help help them locate, you know, missing uh, people, you know, um, missing persons that are endangered to, you know, diagnose medical conditions, uh, whether it's spectrum disorder, dementia, whatever. It, it's not specifically geared towards traffic stops, but it's geared towards having information and, and current photographs and things on hands so that like if, if you know someone w that's on the spectrum if they go missing if they elope or, or, or whatever or they got dementia and they elope we have current pictures on hands we, we, we you know have contact information for their loved ones we actually you know have you know uh, information about how, how to interact with them so that they don't endanger themselves or, or the officer you know, when they're confronted, um, where they might go to, things that things they might be attracted to, things like that. Um, and, you know, that's that's through our police department and fire department. Uh, it's, you know, shared with our 911 dispatch center. And, you know, in the event that there is an elopement or somebody does go missing, mm -hmm. that information is then pushed out to all of the officers so that they can be on the lookout and all of that. But now they have relevant real-time information, information yeah. yeah, to help track them. Um, you know that that's that's a real danger with with kids that are on the spectrum, um, and, and it's something that you know that we we talk about all the time. 
you know, we were one of the first cities to build an adaptive playground in, in, in this region with, with children with special needs in mind. Uh, if you'll notice, the playground that we have over there has a, a fence around the playground with one ingress and egress. Well, that's because, you know, it was largely due to, to my daughter went and spoke to the city council before I was even on the council. Yeah. She talked to them about the playground because we had a hard time taking our son to the playground when he was little because something would get his attention and he would take off running. And, you know, in, in a completely open playground, it makes it very difficult to do that. Right. Um, so in addition to, you know, to having a, like an adaptive swing for those in wheelchairs and, and other play equipment for different abilities, you know, by, just by putting a fence around it, you make it easier for children of all abilities to then go and enjoy that, that playground. Um, we have, you know, we have done, in addition to the celebration last year that was done during uh, Autism Awareness Month, uh-huh. we also, we have an annual dance that's put on by our fire department for autism awareness. And um, we, you, I think it got curtailed a little bit by COVID, but we had also done a prom oh, wow. um, for, for special needs students. Um, you know, and there's other, there's private facilities in, in town. The High Rise Day Ad provides a tremendous amount of support and, and services to families with, uh, with, with those that have members that have, that have special needs. And I can add to that just from the department standpoint, we were able to acquire this school year um, a curriculum called Teach Town. Um, and what Teach Town does is it is for students um, in a in our life skill setting that covers early childhood all the way up to adult transition. And one of the programs that we have is called Be Safe. And what it does is it provides teaching opportunities for the teacher in the classroom to provide some skills and strategies for a student with disabilities um, to communicate their needs whenever they are encountered by um, a police officer or a medical um, professional or if they're ever in a situation where they just need to be able to advocate for themselves. And so um, we were able to acquire it. Our teachers have been able to look through the material. Um, We provided some trainings. And so next year, I would really like to incorporate our district police and make that a, a more interactive piece sure. of what they're learning in the classroom and being um, taught by their teachers can then be acted or um, worked out in scenario-based opportunities where they're able to practice what they're learning in the classroom setting so that they can communicate who they are um, and express, you know, I'm a student or I'm an adult with um, whatever their um, exceptionality is so that they can communicate those needs. Right. Because in an emergency situation, you know, we panic, even as um, for ourselves, you know, we, we, we panic, we get nervous, and we automatically want to um, protect ourselves. And so for a student with autism, you know, it can be hard to communicate your needs because you've disrupted the structure of their day. So um, giving them an opportunity to practice that and, and really work through it can give them a chance to communicate those in any type of situation. Yeah, well, thank you both so much. If, is there anything else you'd like to add? I know there's been a lot of great information for not only people here in our Cedar Hill community, but also like throughout North Texas and uh, nationally that people can um, learn from this program. Well, you know, I, I just want to say that, you know, 
I guess, you know, I view my son as a gift. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that he has given me insight uh, to what a lot of other families deal with. And in my unique position of being city council, it allows me to, to bring those thoughts to new facilities, new projects that, uh, that, that we are looking at. Um, for example, like as we build the new pool, you know, I want to make sure that we get programming that is going to provide swimming lessons to those on the, spec on the spectrum. Uh, what, you know, something that, that maybe not a lot of people know is that, but a lot of the students that are, a lot of people that are on the spectrum, if they get lost and they start wandering, they're, for whatever reason, they're drawn to water. Mm -hmm. And so one of the leading causes of death for, you know, accidental deaths for those on the spectrum is drowning. And so I want to make sure that we, we can provide, we're going to provide, you know, swimming lessons at the new, at the new facility. We're getting ready to build a new library and incorporate it into the new library. Of course, we're going to have programming for it, but we're also going to have a sensory room um, where if they get if they get overloaded, they'll have a place to go where it'll be calm and, and they can sit in, in the quiet for a few minutes. And because uh, sometimes they get they get overstimulated, uh, and then we're also going to have family restrooms because there's a lot of those a lot of those children where you know my son is 17 years old now and almost six feet tall. Mm -hmm. But he can't go to the bathroom by himself. <laughs> you, right. you, you know, I mean, uh, you know, just simply because he, he, he you know, unattended, he, he'll get excited and start dancing and and yeah. and you know, or whatever in the bathroom, and and it's it's disruptive. And but it's also disruptive if my wife is someplace out with him for her to take him to the women's restroom. So mm -hmm. having family restrooms at the new library is going to be a big help. So. It's, you know, Autism Awareness Month uh, hopefully will help us bring the, the awareness of the needs of the special needs community mm -hmm. to the greater to the greater public. But it's, it's something that we live with every day, and it's great to have opportunities like this um, where we get to talk about it and what's going on in the community. And, and maybe, you know, like with our adaptive playground, we were the first city in our region to do it. Every other city in our region is now putting in adaptive playgrounds. So it, it, it's great to see these services being rolled out um, to, to the other cities around us and the, the special needs community getting served at a, at a greater level. And I just appreciate the conversation, just being invited to shed light on some of the things that we're doing. Um, because like I said, in the classroom, we have control over the environment that we provide for our scholars. And so we give them tools and strategies um, to be successful and go into adulthood. Um, but I appreciate, you know, parents like Mr. McCurdy and all of the wonderful parents that we have because they're advocating for their scholars. And now what is seen in the classroom, um, what is worked um, on with students in the classroom setting truly will mirror um, in the community. Um, and so we're not having makeshift communities in the classroom that don't look like the environment that our students have to eventually go out into the world. Um, so I appreciate the conversation. I appreciate being able to just bring light to what our students are able to do so that we can have these moments where we're able to discuss but also see it happening around us. Okay. So, yeah, thank you very much. And I, I know this is your first time on the podcast. We look forward to welcoming both of you back at some point in the future. So, um, yeah, thanks for being here and um, for doing the important work that you're both doing. Thank, thank you for having me.